0: following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Yeah, it feels good in the house of the Lord tonight. Turn to somebody somewhere around you and tell them how good they look. Now turn to the person that is obviously your second choice and say, "Yeah, so much." Yeah. You may be seated. So glad to be with you tonight. You can't depend on those people from New York. You, you, <laughs> if you get in a jam. You better call a Texan. That's all I'm just saying. So, it's just, just say. And I'm the only guy in that video that doesn't have ripped jeans. So all I can tell you is y'all do a good offering for them when they're here, because they're, they're hurting. They're, they've blown their clothes out, all right? And did you see how swole up they were? They look like they got a reaction going on all bulging all over. That's not right. If you're gonna be a man of God, you gotta have a bubble in the middle to keep it balanced. That's, that's how you know you're balanced. Amen. I have never come to Austin as fast as I did today. All right, Tristan, we just touched the ground three three or four times. It's as fast as I've ever been here. We probably didn't leave Houston until after four, and then it was that traffic. Anyhow, here we are. I love this church. I love your pastor and my wonderful sister and this family. You're a blessed church to have this kind of leadership. I'm telling you, you're blessed. I've been two or three places in my life, and I'm going to tell you, you're blessed. Highly, highly favored of God. The word of God is always timely and in order. And I believe that the Lord had this designed. You know, we just found out at 303, but the Lord knew about this from the beginning of time. And so this is not an accident. And so somebody's here tonight that might not have been here on that third Wednesday. And God sent me to catch you to make sure you heard this before you make that next step. Because that's how he does things. Because he's that kind of God. Amen. Genesis 13. Take out your paper or your electronic Bible. Let's go here. Then Abram, verse 1. Then Abram. So when you see his name Abram, you know he hasn't uh, cut covenant with God yet. Because at covenant he turns into Abraham. Amen. So this is a man before he has full revelation of who he's going to be. So don't think you have to, you know, have it like that. I got two words in it. And I'm already on this. Don't think you have to have it all together before the Lord can use you. You, 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 don't, you don't have to have it all together. It, he doesn't, even, he doesn't even know where he's going yet, and he's already going to be anointed of God. Watch him. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. He went to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together because they were both on wick and were having a... No. No, that's not what it says. See, we keep saying, oh, God, mark that couch down. Oh, God, mark that couch down. And God's saying, no, how about I mark your paycheck up? Why do we have faith that he can bring something down? When we can have faith, he can take something up, right? So that's what you see right here. The lamb was not able to support them that they could dwell together because their possessions were so great, they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. And Abram said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me, between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take left, I'll go right. You go right, I'll go left. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. It's already anointed. Thank you, Lord, for this august body of believers that I'm standing in front of. Lord, I know what they hear all the time. I know the class of teaching and preaching they get in this church. So I ask for the gift of vocabulary. I pray, Lord, you give me fluency. Let me enunciate what's important to you and let me skip past the things that maybe I missed. But Lord, touch the people listening, because they need this seed in their heart, and in their lives. We want to be better when we get out of here in a little while. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, "Amen." amen. It's a whole lot to be said about these verses. Whole lot to be said about this. Pastor Rex Johnson is one of the best preachers of out of the Old Testament I've ever heard in my life. I. I wanted to be like him before he was my brother-in-law. I've honored him way since the 70s. I've honored him. And I know what I'm going to say you've heard. But I also know sometimes we don't hear what we've heard. That's why later when you read something, you'll go, my, good look at that. And you want to go, man, I've seen that seven times. And it's been underlined twice. Why is it talking to me now? It's because you're within hearing distance. It doesn't matter how loud I can scream. If you're not close enough to hear me, then it it won't matter if I could be giving you the best information in the world if you can't hear it. So you've got to hear what the Lord is trying to use Abram to teach us. Verse 2 says, Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. Now, he's going to become the covenant father of the faithful. That's what he's going to be, that's what he's on the road to go do. And he was, he was so wealthy that, the, I mean, the herdsmen couldn't even stay together. This tells you God doesn't have a poverty mentality. People gave us one, but God doesn't have one. So, you need to stop thinking when you follow God, you can't have stuff. That's that, that's not a that's not of God. Now some people have it messed up the wrong way, but don't let that mess you up. You you stay right with this. It's God that gave you the ability to make the money and to make the resource and to provide the living that you can. The enemy didn't bless you with that. God blessed you with that. In that Deuteronomy eight eighteen, who who what does the scripture say? And you will remember the Lord your God. He's the one who gave you the power to get wealth. That's what the scripture says. So the enemy's not blessing you to prosper you. So that would only come from the Lord. He's the one that gave you the business acumen. He's the one that told you what to do. And that God set Abram out on his journey. And Abram began to go to the place that God was calling him to. Notice what he did first. Another Bible study. The first thing he does is go back to his, when he's leaving Egypt to the first altar he built. If you're going to get a survey to know what kind of property you're going to have, you've got to start at the point of beginnings. You can't just survey out in the middle of the road. You have to have a point of beginnings. Your altar is always going to be your point of beginning. He goes to the point of beginning there at the altar. The Bible says he calls on the name of the Lord. Then it says, verse 5 says, that Lot was with him and Lot has the same um, blessing that Abraham that Abram has. He's, he's got the same substance. He's got the same wealth, which would tell you that people who prosper always attract people who want to prosper. Yeah. Just like people with good attitudes are surrounded with people with good attitudes. And people that have bad attitudes, you know where that goes. Be sure you surround yourself with people who want to stretch you into good things. Verse 6 says the relationship between Abram and Lot became unsustainable because they were so blessed. Abram says to Lot, let's don't fight. There's land everywhere. You make the choice. Whatever you decide. We're family. I'm I'm not going to fight you, Lot. And and we may be okay, but our herdsmen are not okay. So you choose where you want to go. And I'll go whatever you don't want. Amen. And many of us would say to a partner, "Hey, you know what? doesn't make any difference to me. You choose whatever you want in this company, I'll take what's left. But if you understand that Abram, what he did is that is, if you're a blessed man, no matter what anyone else chooses, you're still going to be blessed anyhow. Because the blessing of God is not in your geography. The blessing of God is in your historicity or is inside of you. It's inside of your spirit. It's inside of who you are. It's, you're blessed if you exchange, change, get out of, sell, upsize, downsize. The blessing's not on your stuff. If you start thinking stuff is how you measure blessings, I, there's people that would give all their stuff for a few more days of good health and living. That, that's not how you do that. But you have to believe what Abram believed and that is the blessings of the Lord there upon me. Uh, see, I expect to prosper. I'm surprised when it doesn't go well. I, I think if I were a garbage man, I would be a blessed garbage man. It's not tied to what you do. It's tied to who you are. It's tied to how you see yourself. Matthew 6.31, Don't worry saying, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? He said, that's what the Gentiles, that's what they're worried about. Your heavenly father knows what you need. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then the things get added. Isn't that amazing? If you seek righteousness, things follow. So don't seek things, seek righteousness, and things follow. Now, Lot didn't prefer Uncle Abram. Lot looked both ways. Uncle Abram saying, you make your choice, either way. And Lot said, I choose what's in my best interest. So I'm going to talk to you tonight on the subject, let it go. If you haven't learned it yet, there are people who can walk away from you. They have the ability, no matter what you've done, they, they can walk off from you and it never bat an eye. And I came to Austin to tell you when they can walk away from you, let them go. Let, let, let them walk. Don't attempt to make one more person stay with you. Because when you start looking at who you have with you, you will forget who you have leading you. And you'll begin to measure yourself by the people that are surrounding you. And and you need to know there are some people that have a season in your life and they're only there for a season, and then they, they go on. That doesn't even make them bad, but we sometimes are so afraid of someone leaving and we're so afraid of the taillights that we hold on to people far past their expiration date in what God has in our mind and what God has in our lives. So in the name of the Lord, stop trying to get people who are leaving you to promise that they'll call you. You know, call me, you know, follow up with me. Stay with me. Don't don't force the issue. Don't try to get them to commit to you. In Jesus' name, stop trying to coerce someone to be attached to you. Desperate doesn't look good on you. It it doesn't fit you well. When when you're desperate, you have forgotten there is a God. You have forgotten that he woke up mercy this morning. You have forgotten that he bakes bread every day and sends manna to you. You you start thinking the people around you are your source. They are not your source. They're your audience. Your source is going to come from the Lord. It's not... It's not those folks. You you, got to get that. So when people can walk, let them walk. Because your destiny is not tied to anybody who left. So in the book of Judges, I'm going to show you a couple examples and then we'll, we'll wrap the lesson and bring it home to us and get in each of our faces. In the book of Judges, Gideon is preparing a powerful army. He has 32,000 soldiers. He's getting ready to go into battle. He feels pretty good about where he's at. Obviously, any general would want the best standing army you could get. He feels good about it, and then the Lord shows up. You ever had one of those? You got it all figured out, and then the Lord shows up. Judges 2 and 2. And the Lord said to Gideon, watch this, the people who are with you are too many for me. Suddenly I've got to start choosing whether I want to feel comfortable with a full bench or I want to be comfortable with a God that can lead me where I need to go because it takes a lot more faith to go this way. See, some of us are trying to pull all the strength we need out of horizontal relationships, which is why we are cannibalizing friendships because we're trying to get some stuff from here that only comes from here, and you can't get from horizontal what you're supposed to get from vertical. So I, I, I guess stay on my stuff. The people with you, the Lord said, are too many for me. They're too many. And this is why he said there are too many. He said, because when you take on the Midianites, look at that verse. When you take on the Midianites, this is what's going to happen. You, with all your arm, is going to say, look what we did. My own hand, is what the Bible says, my own hand has brought this to me. And let me tell you what we all know about God. He won't share. He's got a God complex. He thinks he's God. The Lord said the people with you are too many for me. So part of the problem in my life, maybe in yours, is I haven't said goodbye to enough people for the Lord to do miracles in my life. I've stocked my shelves so well with people all around me that I don't ever have to really depend on the Lord because I got two or three more, more cans behind that one that I've got out on the front edge. and I've, I've got all this stuff set up in my life. Some of us have been gathering supporters like Gideon and the Lord's trying to thin them out. God's, it's not that he's against the people. He, he uses them later on. He's against us depending on people for what he wants us depending on him to do. He, he wants us to know that he is the source. So Gideon, at this point, is fighting the plan that God has for him. So this is how God talks to him. He says, verse 3, Therefore, proclaim in all the hearing of the people, say, If you're fearful, if you're afraid, you can leave now, no problem. Just turn and depart. There's not a problem. Nobody's going to feel bad at you. You can leave. And 22,000 said, deal. Deal. When you start with 32 and 22 leave, this shows God's intense desire for us to need him. So if you have all things in your life that you lack nothing, what are you needing God to do? What, what is it that you make a draw on God for? The, the woman with the issue of blood had a need that no doctor could fill, and because she had a need, her need gave her a miracle, so all you really need is a need. But see, I, I don't want a need. I, I want to solve. No, problem solved is not where you find the answer. Two-thirds of the army walk away. Gideon's standing there going, wow, okay. This is going to be a harder battle. And God said, <clears throat> I was just clearing my throat. I got some more to say. <laughs> Verse 4, the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Bring them to the water. Watch this. And I will test them for you there. Ooh. The Lord said, bring your army to the water. I'll do the testing. Let's, let's be honest here. There's some people we don't want God to test. Because we're afraid they might not pass the test. I don't even know who to look at right now. i got to find somebody to smile at it so y'all don't get it. There's sometimes some things, some people we want, God says, I need to know you're not depending on them for my position in your life. And so we don't want God to test them. And so we're willing to lower the standard so they can get over the bar. Yeah. We're, we're willing to say, now this is what I was holding out for, but I'll keep lowering the bar, honey, till you can get over it. And When they got to the water, the Lord said, watch how they drink. And 9,700 of them got on their hands and knees and stuck their face in the river because they were thirsty and they drank. The Lord doesn't say, these are evil men. He doesn't say that. Because that doesn't make them wrong or bad. just makes them not the ones that God wanted with Gideon. And then there were 300 of them that reached down and cupped the water and brought it. And they had their eyes up and they they drank the water out of their hands. And this is what the Lord said. Verse 7, the Lord said, all right, by the 300 that did this with their hands, I, notice, I, I will save you. God, I didn't. It, I felt better when I had 32,000 and I didn't have to depend on you to save me. And God said, but I don't feel good about that. I want you in a position where you have to look up and say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side. See, that, that's what he's looking for. That's what he's wanting. He, he, he doesn't want your sufficiency. He, he wants to be your God. He, he wants to be needed by you. Why else would God have made man? He had the perfect world and everything in it. He's not, perfect world is not what he was going after. He's looking for you, for me, and and watch. God said, let him go. What kind of growth strategy is this? (laughs) Why would God send away somebody who looks so good in their uniform? God instructed Gideon to do the direct opposite of what many of us have been doing in our lives because apparently when we follow God we've got to learn to say goodbye. Most of the time when God proves himself to you there will not be a crowd. Most of the time when God proves himself to you it'll be a lonely hill with you and Jesus saying Lord, I need you. I need you. And he says, see, that's music to my ears. And we say, God, there's a deficiency in me. And he says, no, I'm the all-sufficiency for you. I just needed you to focus that on me. And instead, we have focused so much of that on my 401K and on my job or on my friend or on my spouse or on my children. Because we, we have to line all this around us to insulate ourselves. And when you follow God, you gotta learn how to go. It's in the New Testament too, not just the Old Testament. First John two nineteen. they went out from us, they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would have continued with us. So people who leave you, they leave because they aren't really joined to you. They're around you. They're, they're all over the place. They may have walked with you. They may have slept with you. But they were not really joined to you. And when you try to make them stay, you're going to pay a price for keeping them close. Let them Go. It doesn't mean they're a bad person It means their part in your story Is over for this present time Later on It's not, it's not even all about Lot When Abram says goodbye Later on God comes down Because God has such confidence In Abraham because of this sufficiency God though A whole different sermon God who didn't consult Anybody, when he made the world, said, I'm gonna destroy a city. I better run this by Abram. And God said, Shall I tell my friend Abram what I've got planned? And Abram, who's then Abraham, he had so much stepped into knowing what this was about, he looked back at God and said, Let's negotiate. You're talking to God, mm-hmm. if I can find 50, how, how would, you, would you, you wouldn't do that, would you? Listen to, when Abraham does that, a whole different sermon. When Abraham does that, he said, you wouldn't destroy the, the righteous with the wicked, would you? You're not that kind of God, are you? And God said, no, I'm, I'm not that kind of God. And then Abram says, oh, how about 45? Could, could I find 40? How, so Abram doesn't hate Lot. When he looked at Lot and said, depart from me, it doesn't mean that the people you're saying goodbye to are wrong or that you're wrong. But you have to work on learning how to let somebody go without hating them. Some of us are hurting our kids because we're so mad at our exes that we're whipping up on our exes using our kids. So we take our kids and say, if your daddy loved you, he wouldn't do it. And you, you're destroying what you say you love most because you can't say goodbye. You, you, you're having trouble just saying, you, you, you got, I got to let you go. You have to know when someone's part in your story is over so you won't keep trying to raise the dead. If you've got relationships going that you have to carry defibrillators all the time, okay, bring them back to life, bring them back to life. You've got to understand, you've got the wrong idea of what it is to be surrounded with faith people and like-minded people. You're spending a whole lot of time trying to put life into relationships that God's trying to let go. I, I believe in goodbye, and I don't say goodbye to be hateful, but I say goodbye with an assurance that God is faithful. Yes. And when I say goodbye, God will take care of them, yes. and God will take care of me. Yes. He just wants me to need him and not them. Yes. Stop begging people to stay. Yes. Let them If you're holding on to someone who isn't holding on to you, let them go. But what? But what if another one doesn't come along? Really, really? You're going to feel that low about yourself that you're willing to take anything, whatever. Breathing—that's all I need. Breathing. Really? Come on now. See, God's got a promise for you and God's got a promise for them and as long as you hold on to them, you're keeping both of you from reaching what God has in mind for them. So I'm telling you as a pastor, you gotta let that go. Some of us are holding on to past hurts and past pains because we say if we let it go, then they get by with it. Nobody gets by with anything. Why are you carrying all that weight through life let it go. Well, it happened to me when I was a kid. Don't be offended. Just be just receive. The statute of limitations has run out on many of our childhood traumas. Well, you're 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 cheapening it. No, I'm not cheapening it. Well, you're acting like it didn't happen. No. I'm just not making that the reason for your existence. Some people, all all we do is we see an event that happened to us and so put our DNA into the event that we become what that is. Come on now, that is not what you are. You went through a valley, you came out of the valley. You, You were abused, you came out of abuse. You were hurt, you came out of hurt. And a lot of us are spending a lot of time Painting the, the, the where we've been so we could rewrite. We are the revisionists. We keep putting whitewash on where we've been because we don't want everybody to see what what we everybody's jacked up. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's messed up. Nobody's got it going on like they are letting you know. Social media is what's killed that for us. Oh yeah, you know, I was just walking through the park and thought I'd take a picture, you know really? Your, your lips are beautiful red. You kind of glisten. It's just a random photo. You liar. It's not a random photo. You went mm, mm, mm. You, you, you did it ten times to get random photo. Why? Because I want you to think something about me that's not real. And some of us are watching everybody else's social media and we don't realize that's the highlight reel. That's not the real stuff. That, that's just them on their good day. That's just them on the good day. So if someone can't treat you right and love you back and see your worth, let it go. Well, I'll be alone and you'll have self-respect. And you got to know as long as you've got that jacked up car on blocks in your driveway, no other car is interested and pull it into the garage and be, no. So you got to call the tow truck and say. <laughs> and then you'll find out somebody said, you know, I've been wondering if that was the case or not. reducing your value will not raise their worth. Who am I talking to? Somebody, this isn't everybody, this is just somebody. You have put yourself on the markdown rack. You have have so slashed your prices and that won't get you where you want to go. That's not going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. If he's giving you sex, but won't give you a ring, let it go. Let it go. Well, it's hard to clap on, isn't it, right there? Just keep looking straight ahead. I ain't, ain't saying nothing. I, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't even understand what he said. I, I've never wanted anything in my life. Yeah. If she's leading you on, stop following some of you don't know there's a deal on that phone called unfriend <laughs> one time a guy came up to dad and said uh, brother Jones if you would help me pray I've really got to stop smoking I, I've got to stop smoking dad said sure no problem recently got a serious one <laughs> the guy went huh I was going to taper down and dad said well you weren't going to stop then <laughs> you, you didn't want to stop you just want to slow down if someone has you perpetually angered let it go scripture is very clear Jesus said I've been on earth I've gone through a lot I'm going back to be with my father I'm not going to need my peace so my peace I give to you and some of us filled with the Spirit, sanctified and holy, and have no peace. No peace. Because we have a boat anchor of yesterday's anger holding on to us. And, and we, we I, I, I can't release this. That's because you've got these thoughts of revenge or evil as though you were the judge. I'm not telling you they don't deserve it. I'm just saying you and I aren't smart enough to mete out the judgment. There's a rumor out that God's still on the throne. So you don't have to be. Therefore, if you would get off of his throne, you don't have to play two parts in life's play. You can let him be God and surrender it all to him and then you can be his follower and he'll lead you where you need to go. Don't waste your time. Some of you, if you're involved in a wrong relationship, let it go. Amen. Well, it's not really, we're just friends. We're just friends. Yeah? Well, then why won't you tell your wife about it? Well, I mean, come on now, really, be real. She wouldn't understand. Yeah, because you're not just friends. Well, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it It's already gone somewhere. Because you already won't let it go. Yes. That's the truth. Not that long ago, a man came up and said, I, I've got to cut this off with this woman. I said, let me see your phone. He gave it to me. I said, what, pulled her name up. I hit delete. I said, that's first step. He said, what is she going to think of me? It doesn't make any difference. Right. It doesn't right. matter. Right. 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 But, but, I mean... I don't, I don't want her to think I'm back. No, remember she's dead to you. It, it it's over. It's done. <laughs> Got it. Over. Uh, you know, there's a choir song. <clears throat> All of you need you need to learn this choir song. It's it, it's the words are hard, but you can get it. Um, let me start it. See if you've ever heard it. Na 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 na. Hey. Come on. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. He doesn't save you and leave your addiction there. Come on. Come on. Stop. Let it go. Just let it go. Every day you go to a job that's giving you an ulcer. I would rather you find something you love doing and lower your lifestyle than walking around with hatred and, and malice and hurt. Come on now. Adjust yourself to where you are. Don't live angry. Don't live upset. Because when you walk around like that, everybody in your world has to pay the anger tax. You're angry and we all have to pay tax. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't talk to them, don't talk to them, no. You know, I mean, no, why? Because they, I mean, they're having a bad day. It's eight in the morning. (laughs) I mean, you hadn't been awake but an hour. How? How how did? How about these attitudes? You got a bad one? Let it go. Let, Let it go. Well. See, I, I, I'm going to need to see a therapist. You might need to, but when it comes to that, you just go, I'm done. I'm going to let go. Some of us are judging the people around us so we can make ourselves feel better. That's not a way to build your self-esteem. You don't have to put somebody down to build yourself up. What does the scripture talk about building yourself? It says build yourself up on your most holy Faith. So I get my altitude and I go, I get higher and I'm built by my faith. That's Abram looking at Lot saying, it won't matter, bub. Choose right or left. The blessing of God's on me. I can take a desert and turn it into something beautiful because God's on me. It's not that. You make your call. You, you, you choose what you what." Some of us are so intent. We see somebody else. We look at somebody else. I, I, I want that. Can you believe that? Especially y'all's parking lot. That's just crazy. Well, I thought we were going to be tackled by security. We came in. Tristan didn't know where to go. We went down the wrong side. The golf carts were chasing us. And, you know, <laughs> you know, we're, we were serpentine, serpentine, You know, trying to, trying to drive through here. They said we had a spot. You know, They didn't believe us. It was, it was all that stuff. <laughs> you drive in here and you go, look at this. Look at this car. Are these, you know they had to hook and crook to get that. No, you don't know that. No, no, you don't know that. And you're infecting your kids with that. And so your kids have an attitude about something. They don't even know what it is. But they're ticked about it. And, 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 and you, don't, you, don't, you don't know what it costs them to be them. You don't know what they went through. They just may be better at not talking than you are and so they don't say it all. And So some of us are stuck in the past. If we gotta go to a new level, let it go. You, you, you've got to understand, I'm not saying easy, get out, you don't, you don't work, you don't try, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about if you are dragging something that is dead, God is better than that. The scripture says, with joy you draw water from the well of salvation. Where's your joy? Well, if you had all this on you, see, your jaws are even clenched. Stop. Let it go. I'm, I'm talking about the quality of your life. And then it's going to impact the quantity of your life. If you keep trying to help someone who won't try to help themselves, let it go. I don't have scripture for this, but just knowing what I see in the scripture about it, I think those four men that were carrying their, their friend on that stretcher, I believe he was encouraging them. I believe he was going, guys, I can't do anything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the way you carry me. Man, you're strong. I, I, I appreciate that. Because when they got to the house and had a chance to quit, they didn't. And people will quit on a complainer. And they won't quit on an encourager. Someone keeps encouraging, I, I, I keep going, man. I, I, you, I, I'll i stay with it. I, I, I'll do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help make... If, if I'm helping you, help me help you. Yes. Jesus did this. The, the lepers couldn't even get close to him. They couldn't even get close to him. They just cried out and said, Jesus, uh, we're lepers. We're we, we don't fit the city. We, we can't help us, heal us. He could have said, poof, healed. It's almost, it almost seems cruel if you don't know what he's doing. Okay. Go show yourself to the priest. Did you not hear what we said? We have leprosy. That's what some of us are doing. I, 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 I can't help myself. This is all I have. This is all. No. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. What happened? As they went, they were God's miracle in your life is probably going to be in your progression. Yes. Not in you setting back saying I'm just going to wait right here till God shows up and then God showed up and God moved on. You ought to let something go and go get it. I'm about done. You? Some of us are feeling stressed and depressed and- we got all that going on. Go see a counselor. Uh, I don't. Want, I don't want people to feel. We already feel. You're hurting us. You're 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 not a joy to be around. Go 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 talk to somebody. <laughs> you're you're wearing us out. Some of them, if they weren't related to you, they'd have left you. <laughs> because you're just like Ugh. go go get someone to help you arrange your thoughts. Well, you know. Isn't that crazy? We look at someone that has diabetes and we don't go, "Well, you, you, you're horrible." <laughs> someone hypertensive, we don't look at them and say, "Oh, I can't believe you did that." But someone that says, "Man, I need to talk to a counselor." Mm. Mm. I got news for you: the people that go, mm, mm need it the most. Let it. put it down, walk off, let it go. God bless you. I love you.